If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. A different future starts with you. That's why GoDaddy does more than help you find a name. You can create, sell, and get found online. So any small business could be a driving force to create change or build an empire. We know old ideas aren't cutting it anymore. So we're calling for a new generation of thinking, your way of thinking. So whatever you have in mind that will help make a different future, find everything you need to get started at GoDaddy.com. Because the future isn't decided yet. It's up to us to make it happen. Start different at GoDaddy.com. This is an ode to Napa cabbage. Of all the cabbages on all the cabbage farms, only you have the crisp crunch worthy of our Bibigo Korean dumplings. No other cabbage would do, because no other cabbage tastes like you. We love you, Napa Cabbage. Just don't tell Green Onion. Napa Cabbage, one of many obsessively crafted ingredients in every hearty, flavorful Korean dumpling from Bibigo. Go handcrafted. Go Bibigo. Authentic Korean dumplings now in the freezer aisle. This is Podco Media Networks. On episode 137 of Confessions of a Marketer, Brand Bowl. Hi, it's Mark Reed Edwards. Welcome back to Confessions of a Marketer. Vincenzo Landino is in to talk about Super Bowl ads. We'd originally slotted Maggie Fox for this week, but Vincenzo and I were able to chat and get in a timely discussion of the ads. Maggie Fox will be in soon to chat about the CEO-CMO relationship and lots more. Plus, we've got Mark Schaefer. He'll be here to talk about his book, Marketing Rebellion, along with Consumer Trends, customer loyalty, and viral marketing. Plus, Catherine Hayes, speaker, advisor, co-host of CMO Spotlight on Sirius XM Business Radio, and author of Beyond Advertising, will be in to discuss advertising. Lots more great discussions in store. If you've recovered from COVID-19 or unknowingly been exposed to it, you may have antibodies that could help COVID-19 patients. Donate blood and receive testing for COVID-19 antibodies. Visit Vitalant.org today. All right, back to Vincenzo Landino. I bumped into him on Twitter a while back and we struck up a discussion. I was originally thinking of having him come in to talk about CEOs and social. But then I saw his thread on the Brand Bull hashtag on Twitter and asked him if we could go through some of the highlights of the spots. He agreed. And here we are, talking about Secret, Jeep, Walmart, Hulu, Mountain Dew, and Hyundai in part one of our chat. So let's get to it. Vincenzo Landino, it is great to have you here. Thanks for having me. This is great. Yeah, we were just chatting about uh, how to describe you, and you described yourself as a brand builder. I like to think that, whether it's my own personal brand or whether it is you know our clients' brands, that's what I'm tasked to do every day is try to build a brand or try to maintain a brand. So that's what we do. Yeah, and it makes sense that we're going to talk about Brand Bowl, hashtag Brand Bowl from the Super Bowl this previous weekend. Or maybe we have to call it the big game because it is a I, trademark. I, I, right? I don't know. It's a podcast. <laughs> Do people actually like, are they monitoring that? I don't know. I don't think so. But I followed you on Super Bowl Sunday and you had a great thread on some of the 
well, maybe all of the the big ads that were on. And I just kind of want to go through them and get your impressions of each one and maybe other stuff that comes up. And then we'll talk about your background and your company and, you know, how you, how you work with your clients. Great. So this was a unique Super Bowl for me over the last several years because I live in New England and the Patriots, the Patriots weren't in. Well, the rest of the league was happy, so. <laughs> but it gave me the opportunity to pay attention to the commercials, right? So <laughs> I had no horse in the race myself. I am also from New England, grew up yeah. in Connecticut. Yeah. And I'm a Steelers fan. I despise the Patriots with every ounce of my being. Well, that's okay. The Steelers are okay. <laughs> <laughs> my wife and I recently just bought a house and we were frantically moving in this past week because we had to be out of our apartment and we were not going to have our annual Super Bowl party, but we decided very last minute, some of our friends that lived in the area, we said, Hey, if you want to stop by, come over. And we did just that. And I'll tell you, I paid more attention to the ads this year than I ever have. You know, I watched the game, of course. I, I love football, but the ads and the commercials this year, I wanted to really see what happened. So what I did was to, to, to lead up to what we're going to go into. I stayed away from watching the ads ahead of time. Yeah, yeah. I did not, because a lot of these ads were already out on the internet somewhere. Which kind of ruins it when you think about it. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. I I get it. I get why the brands do it. I think because, hey, it's a lot of extra exposure leading up to the big game, or maybe you're teasing something bigger to come. And for some brands, it works like Doritos and the little Nas X ad, it worked great. They teased a longer, you know, this longer ad with Sam Elliott as a cowboy. Really cool. And other brands that didn't necessarily work like Planters, where they got hit with the death of Kobe Bryant the day after, I think it was, or the day of their ad running and them running all these ads about, you know, the death of Mr. Peanut. So it could work. It could not work. It just, you know, it's really... This is what happens when you kind of live and die in the moments. Yeah. For me, I, I thought it was an exciting game and it was an, a great comeback by Kansas City. And it was kind of fun not having a rooting interest in either team. I was just enjoying the game. But the commercial, was this a particularly good year for commercials? It seemed to be. You know, I, I don't know. I think I was trying to figure this out myself. Also, USA Today puts out like a... Um, a ranker afterwards. Yeah. And I noticed that this year, none of them scored over a seven or one ad scored over a seven. It was like 7.01. And it was the Jeep ad with Bill Murray and it was Groundhog Day and all that stuff. But everything else was low of the 63 ads. I think there were, you know, they were all pretty relatively low under six. And that's a scale of 10. There was one ad that completely, I thought blew me away. The rest of them were kind of all just like okay, they're, they're they're good, but if you didn't really pay attention to the ads the way you know we do, I don't know if you walked away with it and said, "Wow, that was such a good ad." Like I'm going to talk about this all week. I, I don't know if there was one like that. No. Let's talk about that Jeep one for their pickup truck. Essentially, that's what it is, right? They picked. Bill Murray and the Groundhog Day theme because, of course, it was Super Bowl Sunday, but it was also Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. How effective do you think that was? I mean, I, effective is, t- is is relative, right? Because what are we looking at that's effective? Mm-hmm. Is it recall? You know, is it just the fact that we can recall it and talk about it? Is it? Am I going to run out and go buy a Jeep? 
<laughs> do I think someone's going to run out and go buy a Jeep because of that? Absolutely. No, I, I don't. I just, I don't see that. But do I think that people were talking about the Bill Murray ad, you yeah. know, and it's Groundhog Day. So it worked because what they did really well was they tapped into all sorts of pop culture references. It was 2-2-20, which is also happened on Groundhog Day. Right. Yeah. Right, right, the palindrome day. So they kind of, you know, they, they, they went on that. You had all the, uh, you know, memorable lines from Groundhog Day that, that many people that watched that movie probably, you know, it's, what was it, Jeep Rubicon was the thing, you know, was what they're promoting. I mean, that's not exactly a cheap vehicle. You know, you're not going to have some young kid being like, I'm going to go buy myself a Jeep Rubicon. The type of person that's going to go and buy that probably has some, some dollars. They're probably a little bit older. They probably remember Bill Murray in this movie. And if right. not, like a lot of us as kids watched it too, right? So we, we know the movie. So it's funny enough. It really depends on what you define as a goal. Right. And if the goal is, you know, recall of the ad and you think that that's going to increase social conversation, then fine. I, I don't know if, unless you have a tangible product that you can go online and purchase in that moment, right? Something like a book or some sort of smaller item, right? That's maybe within that 20 to to $100 range that the Super Bowl will drive so much traffic and you're going to go buy. I don't know. I don't know if any of these ads are necessarily going to jack up the bottom line. Sure. So did I like the ad? Yes, I loved it. This is one of my favorites. I thought it was really well done. It was funny. We were all laughing at our party. And I know a lot of people were talking about it. So, and positive. I, I haven't heard a negative thing about the ad, which is usually a pretty good sign. Yeah. It was definitely a very good direction. It was pretty safe. I think that's, you know, you were asking before about overall. I think everyone went pretty safe route this year. That there was nothing that was super extreme. And Other than killing Mr. Peanut. <laughs> Which happened before, though, which happened, you know, before the, the Super Bowl. So that yeah. wasn't really, but yes, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's, let's move on and talk about Secret. You gave this an, an A. I like this ad. Yeah. So tell me about it. I don't recall it. So the Secret ad was basically around women's equality. And, you know, there's a you know, football game and there's... Uh, they're lining up for the kick and you're looking at the fans. I don't know. They were down by a point or something. The team was down by a point and the kicker lines up and you get really tight shots on on the fans. And, and there's young fans, there's older fans, there's girls, there's, there's men. And they are like waiting, anticipating this kick. It goes through the uprights. It's good. Field goal, they win. And you see the man, who the male fan who's like, yeah, yeah, screaming, cheering. And then the player pulls off their helmet to reveal that it's a woman ah. as a kicker. And the holder was a kicker. And they all continue to cheer. At first, there's like this silence. And then they continue to cheer. And everyone's screaming. And it's like, yay, let's kick inequality. I liked it. I, you know, there was some, I had talked to some of my other folks, you know, brand folks that were like, oh, I'm not going to remember. That could have been any deodorant company that could have made that ad. And, I, you know, to my point, or to the point of liking the ad, and any of these ads could have been any company that made them, really. I mean, if you think about it, these ads are not to necessarily sell something. It's to make a statement. That's what yeah, the Super Bowl is yeah. all about. It's to make a statement. It's brand awareness. It's not, hey, I'm going to go sell, you know, now again, Secret is one of those items that we talked about. It's within that like $5. Sure. Five, I'm going to go out and buy that. You yeah. can go out and buy Secret now over something else. And I don't know what else competes with it because I don't think about deodorants. I just buy whatever <laughs> smells good. But you know what I mean? Like, you look at this and you're like, wow, that's a really good message. And Secret is promoting kicking inequality and they want, you know, uh, gender equality. That's cool. 
I thought it was a good message. I thought it was to lead off. It was the first ad, I believe, right was it right after the. the it was early. Yeah. It was very. It was like it was one of the first ads to show, at least in our market. I mean, you know, I'm in the right now. I live in Columbus, Ohio, and so in the Ohio market, that was the first ad we saw. I I don't know how they play throughout the course of the the nation, but like I said, I think it was a great message. The fact that they led that message off was important, and that's important to that brand to say that. And yeah. you know, Secret is a female product, right? It's a female focused deodorant. And yeah. so why not? You're not going to go on there and create an ad that says, go buy secret deodorant. I mean, I guess you could, but yeah. that's kind of the point, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, I, I like this one. I know that some people didn't, but I thought it was good. Yeah. I want to talk about Walmart. You know, it's it's kind of a, an interesting company because it's a retailer. And really, since Amazon started kind of nipping at their heels, they have transformed themselves into a modern brand. Yeah. And they, they've transformed themselves into, in many ways, a Silicon Valley company because they have a huge operation out there. And that, to me, that seems to influence the way they market themselves. Sure. Now. They, they don't market themselves as a retailer specifically, but as kind of an experience, mm-hmm. right? And and you loved the Walmart spot. Can you tell me about that one? Yeah. At heart, I'm kind of a nerd, so I love all the, like, you know, the Star Wars and mm-hmm. Back to the Future type, like Men in Black. I love that. So for me, it worked. Some people were like, oh, it felt kind of long. Yeah, it maybe it was. It was a full 60 seconds, I believe. Yeah. But they reference a lot of like sci-fi, pop culture. I don't know if it's one of those ads where you're sitting there going, I completely understand what they're going for. I think they said something like, out of this world convenience, <laughs> which is like, okay, <laughs> haha, tongue in cheek. What was the other one? The free pickup yeah. for everything on your journey. And it's like, all right. I mean, it didn't necessarily make sense for Walmart after I thought about it. Again, my my initial... My initial reaction was that I love the pop culture references. There was kind of memories brought up because, you know, a lot of these are movies I've seen as a kid. Sure. So to me, it worked. Well, when I saw the uh, Starship Enterprise hovering over the parking lot, that was kind of cool. Right. Exactly. I mean, visually, it's it's a it's a fun little ad. Everyone knows who Walmart is. Right. So again, they're not really trying to sell anything. They're just trying to say, get you to think about Walmart. So yeah. really, the Super Bowl ads can work in two ways. You can make a really crappy ad and people are going to talk about it. You can make a really good ad and people are going to talk about it. The thing you don't want to do is be like, eh, you don't want to walk away from an ad going, eh, whatever. You either want to hate it or love it. That's how I feel about it. For brands, that's kind of how they're going to do well by being in the conversation. It's, you know, same thing like Elon Musk with the Cybertruck, just to digress for a second. Yeah, oh, sure. I, yeah. I'm, I'm one of them. Like, I hated the damn thing, but I talked about it for like a week. Yeah. And, and I had other friends who loved it, and they talked about it for a week. So it accomplished its goal, right? Oh, look at the stock price. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> so I want to talk about your nemesis, Tom Brady, and the Hulu ad, which I thought was really well done. I didn't think he was going to make any news in it. I didn't think he was going to retire in it, but I thought it was very effective. I think the football fan in me knew that that wasn't going to happen, but the <laughs> commercial fan in me, I told everyone in, in my house, I told everyone to shut up when it came on screen. Yeah. Because we thought, oh no, like this is, he teased this. Like, what is this? Like, could he say something? Could he clue us into something about his retirement or not? And I think actually one of my friends, Blake, said, oh, at the end, he said, I'm not done yet or something like that. 
And we're like, oh man, what does that mean? Is he not done with the Patriots? Is he not done with football? Like, what does that mean? So, you know, it gets you talking. It's funny, but also it worked that he teased it ahead of time. He had yeah. teased that photo and you're like, oh my, no one knew it was a Hulu reason. So when they kind of let off with that same imagery, if you saw that, you know, you saw his post on Twitter or Instagram where he posted it, right. it instantly made you stop for a second. I liked it. it you know, it, it was fine. It, it, it was good. It wasn't necessarily like something over the moon. But again, if you're a fan, this was kind of Hulu's way of putting the Patriots in the Super Bowl, right? Putting yeah. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And um, <laughs> it's not all about sports. It's about other things. Yeah. yeah. About TV and, and movies. And did it do the job? I think it did the job from a perspective of it got you talking about Tom Brady in conjunction with Hulu. Or it got you to stop for a second. At least it did that. Stopped you in your tracks for one second. You didn't right. go grab that sandwich. You didn't go grab that drink. You didn't go to the bathroom. You stopped to see, was Tom Brady going to say something? And it was a Hulu ad. Yeah, Brand recall? It probably works. Like, yeah, Tom Brady was in that Hulu ad. Everyone I've talked to per- remembers that Tom Brady was in a Hulu ad. Yeah, and, and that actually is a critical step for people to take because often you will recall an ad or recall the jingle and not be able to place it and figure out what you know what the product is when you're when you're thinking about it there may be a memorable scene from it or a memorable actor but connecting the two is often a bridge too far for some people Mm -hmm. exactly mountain dew had an ad that kind of disturbed me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh, Brian Cranston is brilliant. You know, he's great in everything he does. And this uh, kind of takeoff on The Shining mm-hmm. was uh, kind of disturbing, I thought. You know, Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew is a brand that I I don't drink Mountain Dew. I don't even know if I've ever, even, I've ever had Mountain Dew, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I think I'm in the same camp. I don't I, think I, I, I Like, I can't remember. But apparently, you know, Mountain Dew is one of those brands that's like, if you are a fan of it, you are weird. Is is for a lack of a better word, it's kind of like this weird type of person that drinks Mountain Dew, and they've had some very strange ads. They had done something. It was either a year ago or two years ago that was also super head scratching. But it was one of those ads that, like, so for people who who didn't who don't like Mountain Dew, were like, oh my god, that's terrible. But we were talking about Mountain Dew. The people that love Mountain Dew thought it was the greatest ad and they were like, this is awesome. Mountain Dew is so cool. It works because it's so out there. But also because they really hammer on their target you know, demographic, the people who enjoy their product. But I think their, their whole thing was as good as the original, right? It was something like the Mountain Dew Zero with no sugar is just as good as our original Mountain Dew you know, with sugar. And so... Brian Cranston redoing The Shining. <laughs> you yeah, know, it, yeah. it worked. It worked. The message worked. I liked it. Brian Cranston's great. So he's memorable. He's memorable because of his acting in it. And then it's a little bit out there. You know, he's got the axe comes to the door and then the girl just takes <laughs> the mountain dew, right? Like it, it works. It works. It's one of those ads that you don't even need to really fully understand what they're trying to do. You just need to kind of enjoy that 30 seconds. Right. Right. It's funny. I've been watching episodes of Mad Men. Uh, lately, mm, just I, I've seen it before, and but I've just kind of been binging on it here and there. And one of the clients they're pitching in like 1965 or something is is Mountain Dew, and they don't really mm. know what to make of it. Yep, it's not a, like it's a soda, I guess, or pop, whatever you call it. But it's kind of like I don't I don't know the flavor I don't know the flavor profile of it. Again, I 
I've never, I don't, can't remember ever drinking Mountain Dew, but it's not your typical cola, right? It's not a Coca Cola. I Pepsi think it's cola a lemon lime beer. kind of thing, isn't it? Uh, so, like a Sprite, yeah. maybe? Yeah. But it's, but like it's got caffeine. Way more sugar, in it. caffeine. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, yeah. Like, yeah. So, we know a lot about Mountain Dew now that we've seen the ad. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I know enough about Mountain Dew, people who consume Mountain Dew. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What did you think of Smart Pack from Hyundai? Loved it. My favorite. Uh, what it was my favorite. It was it was like my favorite kind of second favorite, depending on how I I look at <laughs> Google's ad. I, Google's ad was. Um, I loved it from a different way. So the Hyundai ad Smart Pack was just fantastic. I mean, Chris <laughs> Chris Evans and John Krasinski, Rachel Dratch, like. Absolutely nailed it. Big Poppy shows up. I mean, yeah, it was it was pretty perfect. If you know this area, you know I've lived here for thirty something years, and it's and they name off a bunch of different areas yeah. in Boston, in, in the Boston area, which is kind of like again for people in New England or especially in the Boston area, they're like yeah, he just talked about Swamp Scott. <laughs> What's interesting is that they went for the Boston vibe for the commercial. Yeah. I wonder if, because this was clearly planned long before, you know, we knew who was going to be in the Super Bowl. Right. And you almost think to yourself like, all right, well, did they show, like, were they hoping the Patriots would be in the Super Bowl and this would be a hit with with Boston fans, like with right. the New England fan? Was that why they went this way? But it also works because the Patriots didn't make it. So if you're a New England fan watching the Super Bowl, which you probably are, you got that feel of, of, of home, kind of, you know, so to speak. Sure. So like, I, I wonder how much the Patriots dominance over the past 20 years had to do with how some of these commercials were or why some of these commercials were created even when using Brady for the Hulu ad like yeah was it because they were thinking and hoping that the Patriots would be in and they get a bunch of Patriots viewers loving this thing I don't know but I, you know I wasn't in the creative room and that's that's also how I reacted to all these commercials just like as a regular viewer like how did I look at it but no this Hyundai ad was great it was it was fun it was funny and honestly like I got me, I looked up Hyundai. I looked up the the car. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know if I'll, I'm not going to buy one, but I looked it up and I thought about it like, hey, this is a sharp looking car and it's got this cool feature that I've seen on Tesla's, you know, the, right. the auto parking. So yeah, I think that's an effective ad, right? If you at least go look it up, search, if you feel tied into the ad at all. I mean, Chris Evans has been in, you know, Captain America and whatnot and all those, the Avengers movies for the past however many years it's been. 2009, I think, is when they started. So 10 years. Yeah. So the last decade, you know, you probably know who Chris Evans is. John Krasinski's been in things like The Office. Rachel Dratch is on SNL. So like, it's people you know and you see they're in your life, you feel like, uh, right. somehow. And so, yeah, it was a really good use of, of the celebrities in this one. All we needed was the Wahlbergs, right? And it would have been complete. Yeah, I don't know. I think Wahlberg, I think Mark Wahlberg is kind of overplayed at this point. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I love the guy. I just think I. it's like, I don't know. Could I watch another Boston-related thing about with Mark Wahlberg in it? And yeah. be, like, it was nice because these people, like, you don't usually think of Krasinski and Evans, even though they're from Boston, right? Yeah. You don't think of them. So it's like, it's just someone different. It's a different face. And it's like, it's nice to hear them talk like, even though those accents are probably a little overbaked. All right, next time, Vincenzo is back and we get into Google's Loretta spot. Plus, we learn about his background and what he's up to these days. So stay tuned. Confessions of a Marketer is a trademark of Podco Media Networks, and this episode is copyright 2020. I'm Mark Reed Edwards. See you next time.